Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 184 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. Alrighty, uh, we got a show to do tonight. I see uh, the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Always glad to have you guys along for the ride. Uh, Clarence, Carl, Captain, oh, a new person. Ra okay, that's not a new person, just a new name. <laughs> uh, well, you guys know the routine. I'm going to bring up some new uh, topics to talk about. And you guys can call in or type in the chat box uh, to interact. Um, you know, as I tell you every single time, uh, if I'm looking at a news article, that means I can't see the screen. So I might not respond to your call or text right away. Please be patient. I'll get you as soon as I can. All right. You want to call in before I get started? Um, or should we just go ahead right into topics? All right. Right into topics, apparently. Uh, let's see. Red locusts destroy 500 hectares of Nambinian grazing land, Minister says. I should have probably practiced that one beforehand. I don't even know how much a hectare. First off, I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right. H-E-C-T-A-R-E-S. Hectare? Hectare? I don't know. And I don't know how big that is, which I should, probably should have looked up. Um, and oh, Okay, it's equal to about two and a half acres. So... We'll just say it that way. Red Ocus. Ocus. Okay, let's start over again. <laughs> Red locusts destroy a thousand acres of Nambinian grazing land, minister says. Nambibia? You know, I, Nambidia? M, whatever. Is struggling to contain the second outbreak this year of African migratory red locust, which has destroyed a thousand acres of grazing land in the northeast of the country's uh, and the country's agricultural minister said on Friday, um, at least 19 areas in the fertile Zambezi region, which which borders on Zambibia, Zimbabwe, Angolia, and Botswana. Uh, Botswana is the only one I think I got right. <laughs> have been hit by a red locust outbreak since August 12th, uh, agricultural minister Kali Schwending said in a statement. Uh, in total... 402 square, four, excuse me, 4,002 square kilometers have been invaded um, and 500, uh, 1,000 acres of livestock grazing land has been destroyed. Uh, that's a thing. <laughs> can you, uh, can you imagine having that in your area? Just because I'm not a big fan of bugs in the first place, but like oh, swarms, just like blot out the sky, swarms of bugs that just land and start eating all the shit around you, dude. Um the closest thing I've ever encountered to something that, that like that is the mayflies that you'll see uh, on the coast of, uh, I'm sure all over the place, but the only place I encountered it was uh, Lake St. Clair, which is a, both a, a, a lake and a community. Um, they get they have a really bad mayfly uh, problem, uh, like in May and June, I think, when they spawn. And like the entire sidewalk will just be covered in bugs and uh, and you, you'll walk across them. It's all crackly and shit. It's pretty gross. Uh, but I guess it's something that you get used to if you live there. I don't think they cause any harm or hurt anything. Uh, they're just hanging out, but it's still pretty gross. Look up a mayfly uh, on Google if you want to see what I'm talking about. Oh, I see Homeboy 88's in the uh, chat box today. I can't imagine what we're going to get next. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, anyways, I'm glad we don't have locust uh, of the red or any other variety here in the United States. Uh, let's see, what else do we have today? Oh, apparently uh, I was reading up on the space section of Yahoo News. Uh, unknown space debris almost flew within one mile of the International Space Station. Uh, as junk builds up in orbit, the danger of collisions is growing. Which is true, that's 100% a true thing. Uh, NASA says an unknown piece of space debris flew uncomfortably close to the International Space Station on Tuesday. Uh, just to first off, the fact that they don't know what it was, that's kind of crazy. You know, I realize there's a lot of shit up there, but I'm pretty sure someone's keeping a record of it, right? Um, the debris, which was predicted to zip pack past the International Space Station at 6.21 p.m. Eastern Standard, would have come in within 0.86 of a mile of the station. Uh, however, mission controllers fired the engine of an attached Russian cargo spaceship to move the orbiting laboratory out of the way. I wonder how big that was. Um, this is a big deal because that's really close close shave for uh, objects moving at about 17,500 miles an hour or more than 10 times faster than a speeding bullet. 
So obviously, if it hit it, it would have fucked shit up, and it wouldn't really matter that, that much if it was small or big, because uh, uh, it's when it's going that fast, it's going to cause like a pretty amount, good amount of damage regardless. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> see, wanted to see if anyone responded in the chat box. Nope, they've got their own thing going on. Uh, but yeah, that's a scary thing. Uh, I always wondered if I had the opportunity opportunity to do it if I would have been an astronaut. Because I'm I'm really interested in space and space travel to other other planets and all that good stuff. On the other hand, it's a really terrifying prospect because outer space is a really unforgiving environment for anything to happen. Uh, and I've read enough books and seen enough movies about space travel, you know, realistic ones, to know you don't really want to have anything to do with that kind of shit. Really, they're, they're, you you don't really think about it, but those astronauts are basically risking their life on a daily basis, twenty four seven. Yes, we you know, we work out all the technology, and, and yes, the space station's been up there for a long time now, so it's they've pretty much got it worked out to, for it to be safe, and there's lots of redundancies, but shit happens. I mean, you know, space shuttles blow up, uh, space stations get hit by uh, unknown debris because they didn't move out of the way fast enough because it's coming at them so fast. There's all kinds of shit that can go wrong. Um, for a similar reason, I've never really uh, wanted to go scuba diving. Scuba diving is a probably... Uh, the, the closest analog that we'll get here on the, in on earth to being out in space because uh, it's the exact same thing you're you're in an environment that's if if it's you don't have aid will kill you and so all you need to die is to have something go wrong with your equipment it doesn't even have to be equipment you could just have something shitty happen like you're swimming in car or in a coral reef and you get your foot caught and uh, your dive buddy doesn't notice and so when he comes up and sees that you're not with him and goes back down he checks the wrong spot and you just hang out and die <clears throat> or you get bitten by a big old shark or an octopus attacks you or you come up underneath a, a ship and a propeller hits you. There's all kinds of shitty things that can happen when you're in the water. Um, so the entire scuba diving thing never really interests me all that much. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's cool things about it, like all kinds of interesting things you could you know, see while you're underwater and all that good stuff. And interacting with shipwrecks would be kind of a cool thing. Uh, here in Michigan, you can actually do that uh, in a couple uh areas around me relatively close because you know uh there's been lots of ship shipwrecks on the uh, great lakes and some of them have landed reasonably close enough for you to get to scuba diving although i imagine that's not the same thing um as uh the ocean for the most part oh here's a new here's a new one and we're getting a call from a message from our sponsor go ahead sir it's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com, sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. <laughs> well, thank you for that message from our sponsor. Unfortunately, I do not have IBSC. I have IBSD, which is the exact opposite. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that wouldn't help me. I just make it worse. Obviously. Uh, I see Rainer asked in the chat box if I use a uh, squatty potty. Yes and no. I have one and I, and I use it occasionally, but I found that it's actually too high for me since I'm a tall person. My knees are, are already pretty well elevated when I'm sitting for people that don't know what we're talking about. There's a device called a squatty potty. It's basically a stool, uh, form fitted around your toilet that you, that you use to raise your knees up so you put your feet on the stool so that your knees are raised higher up and you're more of a squatting position almost because uh the body naturally that's how it's designed to poop you're not supposed to be poop where you're sitting halfway down you're supposed to be all the way down that's how you did it when you're an animal squatted down squatted down and pooped it straightens out the digestive system more uh so you're not all kinked up so to speak uh but it turns out i don't really need a, a squatty potty all that much because my knees are already up pretty far anyway in the first place they don't Toilets, most to toilets are fairly short for me. 
there's actually a couple that I won't use at work uh, because they're too short. And uh, not to brag or anything like that, but my dick hits the water when I, when I sit down to shit. So I won't use those particular to toilets. <laughs> nothing too much is most gross. Nothing is really grosser than that shit. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about, Clarence. <laughs> Just making this shit up as we go along. Uh, someone asked me about the the uh, squatty potty. Um, and so I was just explaining the concept. <laughs> so yeah, for most people, I'd recommend it, but really tall folks don't really need it unless you have an appropriately sized uh, toilet, in which case you would, because it is a good idea to raise your knees higher where you're, when you're pooping. Uh, on that segue, <laughs> let's see what else we have to talk about today. Uh, this isn't really, it's kind of political, but it's not really political. Buffalo police no longer have to display their names on badges in a policy change designed to protect officers. Uh, Buffalo police officers will no longer have to wear badges that display their names. The policy chain, which changed, excuse me, which it went to effect last week was made to protect officer safety after threats were made against some. Uh, the local police union had been pushing for the change since officers were called out for taping over their names while at protests earlier this year. So apparently some of the cops were doing that anyways, and um, they've changed the policy so that you don't have to see their names on that, which, um, hmm. That's that's okay. I think I don't uh, as long as you can still see their badge number because there needs to be a way to you know uh, identify a cop if you need to in case there's a problem. You know, like you know, it was officer number five four five seven that you know that anally raped me with his billy club while calling me a sweet sweet princess. Uh, so you still need that. I assume that's on there. That being the case, I don't have any problem with it uh, them uh, covering up their actual names while they're interacting with the public because the public are assholes. Uh, and yeah, they can certainly, I can certainly see them get in trouble with their families and things like that, um, from people that, uh, know what their name is. So I agree. That's uh, probably a good change. Um, I assume you guys think the same, uh, Jay <laughs> Rainer's asking all about my butt today. It's kind of scary. You're very specific about this. He asked me if I got hemorrhoids. I have an internal hemorrhoid. Yeah. I don't have any ex external ones. So it doesn't really bother me. It just made for an interesting uh, rectal picture. Okay, well then, no, I don't. He said internals don't count. <laughs> I was told I had one, so I was thinking that they counted, but who knows. Oh, let's see. The Pentagon is eyeing a 500-ship Navy, documents reveal. Um, that's a lot of ships. Uh, I wonder how many we have now. Oh, I guess less than that. The Pentagon is... Upcoming recommendation for a future Navy is expected to call for a significant increase in the number of ships, with officials discussing a fleet as long as large as 530 hulls, according to documents obtained by Defense News. Uh, let's see, it looks like the they suggest fleets of anywhere between 480 and 534 ships, uh, which is an at least a 35% increase from the current target of 355 manned ships by 200, 2030. So they're talking pretty long term. Um, that still doesn't say how many we have now, does it? Though, I'll try to scoot through the video, the uh, article and see. Well, damn, I don't see anything about that. Oh well, that takes a lot of the story, doesn't it? I mean, nice to know how many we had now. I suppose Google could tell me, but I don't want to have you guys sit there while I uh, look it up. Uh, let's see, what else do we got today? Ah, Robert Kraft prostitution charges dropped after court says video can't be used at trial. Uh, prosecutors are reportedly dropping prosecution, po excuse me, prostitution charges against New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft. Kraft in 2019 was charged for allegedly soliciting prostitution at a Palm Beach County massage parlor. But court papers, papers, God, it's a bad day for me today. Court papers filed on Thursday showed that the charges against him are being dropped. Um, although there was probable cause to make an arrest, the evidence cannot prove all legally required elements of the crime alleged and is insufficient to support a criminal prosecution, a court filing said. Uh-huh. So basically, yeah, because a judge said you can't use the uh, camera footage because uh, they said, basically they said that Juniper police violated Kraft's rights by secretly installing cameras inside the spa's massage rooms. <laughs> yeah, uh and the court said that video footage of Kraft allegedly paying for sex at the spa couldn't be used at the trial. Um, yeah, that's 
You know what? I never really paid attention to the details on that. You can't do that shit. That ain't right. You can't. I mean, you can't just, you know, secretly install uh, cameras in a massage parlor. I mean, I mean, I, I, I you know, uh, they said illegally, so obviously you can't do it. Uh, that, you know, that's cheating, man. <laughs> Besides, that's one of those crimes that who's hurting anybody. I know, you know, whenever uh, people talk about that, they're in the, they're the entire you know, sex trafficking thing and this, that, and the other. Um, and I can't speak on that, but I'm assuming not every one of them is an involuntary slave. <laughs> And that being the case, if they're, if they're there willingly working, uh, I don't see why there's any big deal about whatever else that they want to pay him for as well. So that's kind of, like I said, a victimless crime. If some old dude wants to go get jerked off by a, uh, you know, some Asian girl in a massage parlor, it's not hurting anyone. Let that old dude do what he wants. <laughs> oh, let's see. God, I'm whizzing through the articles here today. You guys feel free to call in if you like. <laughs> in the uh, um, humorous news department, a Georgia couple imported erectile dysfunction drugs labeled as beauty products, feds say. Uh, a couple in North Georgia copped to importing more than a dozen types of male enhancement drugs from China disguised as beauty products and health supplies to evade U.S. import restrictions, according to federal prosecutors. Now they're losing their citizenship. And... Um, Two names, which I'm not even going to try to fucking uh, uh, pronounce, pled guilty to naturalization fraud. Naturali natru naturalization fraud, okay, which is conspiring to illegally import misbranded drugs and trafficking and counterfeit goods. Oh. The rest of this couple essentially stopped the flow of legal products throughout the Southeast that were sold to hundreds of stores and ultimately customers whose health was threatened by using them. FBI special agent Chris Hacker said in the release. And, but this is what caught my uh, attention when I, when I was looking through the story earlier. Um, I'll skip ahead. As they say, during that time, prosecutors said Momins ordered male enhancement products from China with names that, such as Bull, Super Hard, Jack Rabbit, Pro Power Max, Rhino 69, Crazy Rhino, and Hard Steel. <laughs> that, that contained the ingredient, uh, Sindenafil. Oh, and Sindenafil is the active agreement, active ingredient, rather, in the male enhancement drugs Viagra and Cialis and can only be obtained in the U.S. with a doctor's prescription. So basically they were selling, you know, some versions of Viagra uh, over the counter at like party stores. Um, which doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I've known a couple of people that ran party stores and own party stores before. And, uh, I, I don't know. You guys might call it something different. Oh, we got a couple of people calling in. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, there we've got Balarni Killa Killa. Hello. Oh, hello, sir. What, how, what can I do for you today? Oh, if you couldn't pronounce the other thing, how in the fuck are you going to pronounce me name? My name is Blarney, Killa Killarney. Dilly day, dilly day. Top of the morning to you, Jay. How's it going? <laughs> I'm over here. I'm over here with my pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Does anybody want a pot of gold? Just follow the rainbow and I, I give it to you. Wow, wow, wow. That's amazing. Um... Did you hear about that story where uh, they're trying to eliminate uh, Lucky Charms from a college campus because they they consider them racist? Oh, that's horrible. That's terrible. I gotta tell you, no, it's not racist. Lucky Charms, one of my favorite cereals. Okay, I love I the Blue Diamond, the Horseshoe, the other shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Horseshoe, the other shit. That's all. I, yeah. That's all I got. Why you put me on the spot with the Lucky Charms? I think Lucky. oh, the Rainbow too, right? Oh, yeah, Anyways, yeah, yeah. I well, gotta tell you something. What's that, Blarney? If if a fucking guy calls up Elmo, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. I don't think we're. I don't think Elmo's calling today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, so so, so so passive J. What's in the new passive J? Heron with me. I don't know. I'd much rather. Hear I'm over more. here kissing the Blarney stone. I'd much rather hear more about you than go over any of these stupid news stories. Uh, so 
being a leprechaun, uh, is that a hard life? I mean, what do leprechauns do with their day-to-day stuff? The only thing I know about well, them is you know, the entire pot of gold thing. Well, right now, I'm in my off-season over here in Ireland, and I'm just chilling and relaxing, maxing and relaxing, you know, Netflix and chilling with me, a leprechaun woman. Wow, you I know? didn't even know leprechauns had in, an off-season. Oh, yes. Don't you know, in March, that's in March. That's when we start up again. That's St. Patrick's Day. You oh, go yeah, look for yeah. a fucking leprechaun, a four-leaf clover. Come on, don't you know? Didn't you go to school as an element, as a little kid? As little as possible. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I just, yeah, no, I just didn't know, you know what you did other than St. Patrick's Day. Is it, is it like the is it like Santa where you just build up toward that one that one day of the year and then you know ramp back down afterwards and you know get ready for the next one? Uh, yeah, diddly day, diddly day. Yes, 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 yes. It's in the spring, and uh, we yes we do build up to that day. It's like a big, big build up, like when you have, you know, a big build up and you release it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, Cami Khan. How you I don't want to get too graphic. What's going on, brother? <laughs> Cami Khan, have you met Blarney over here? I, no, I haven't. A Mexican leprechaun. <laughs> I'm not a Mexican leprechaun. How dare you? Listen, if it was a Mexican and an Irish, wouldn't they make a fantastic boxer, though? You're right about that. They would be world fucking champion. Okay. They would be a world champion on your hands. Yeah. Mexican Irish. A Mexican. <laughs> a Mexican. Great one, Rainier. I couldn't have thought of that myself. <laughs> Uh, well, shit, Camicon normally stops by every Friday and gives us his uh, MAGA report. And then after that, we normally oh, talk about no. MAGA. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay, do your, do your MAGA report. Can you do your MAGA report? I'm going to put myself on mute. Go ahead. <laughs> Another great week in the greatest country in the world. Um, but I have to say with a caveat, somebody, some degenerate stole my Trump yard sign. So... Little they know that uh, my Trump sign had three babies before they took it, and uh, those will be stapled to the side of the house out of reach to where they can't get it. I just actually went over and talked to my uh, head of the uh, the uh, homeowners department the association and told him exactly what I was going to do, and he's like, oh, all right. So uh, that, that's <laughs> the, the caveat. So number 10 on the MAGA report, uh, riders keep getting run over at a record pace. It's just, it's definitely fat material. Um, it's, it's the amazing, the, the, the zenith, I think, was the cop rolling the bike over the protester's head. That was, uh, that was my favorite. Number nine, uh, Louisville police officers found not guilty of any major charges related to Breonna Taylor shooting. Um, the only charges were against uh, one, of the, one of the police officers firing into another, depart- another apartment. So that's, uh, that's good news for the boys in blue. Number eight, uh, OG member Ronald Reagan, disgusted with the left and the filthy left, and decides to vote Trump. Um, you can tell he really doesn't want to do it, but I don't think he, he realizes he has any choice at this point. Okay. Number, se- n- number seven, possibly my favorite of the week, uh, Jerry Nadler shits his pants live on live TV. Um, that was one of the better ones. He shit, and then he skirted, kind of sh- did the did the filthy shuffle off the side of the stage to where, to where uh, it was, it was quite awesome to watch. So I don't I know. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he does. I have no stake on it whatsoever. That gentleman, 100% shit his pants. That's the shit side. That's the shit self shuffle. If I've ever seen it in my life. Without a doubt, man. Yeah. <laughs> Number Con, I got a yes. question that I ask you. Yes. Yes. My friend, what are you going to do if Trump loses? Are you going to do the MAGA report still? <laughs> <laughs> till, I will till at least January 20th. Um, like, like I've mentioned before, I'll, of course, I'll be devastated and disappointed, disappointed but uh, life goes on. Uh, you know, and, um, I would have taken a much harder uh, a, a year and a half ago, but with the health things I have going on, everything's a little less, uh, affects me a little less. Right, yeah, your priorities. Well, why don't you try to find me pot of gold, and then you'll be rich. Why don't you come look for me pot of gold, and I'll hand it to you myself. Well, thank you, my friend. That's very nice of you. Thank you. 
I need my leprechaun. I need my leprechaun flute. That's a little. Oh yes. What is that? All right. What's next? Game? <laughs> no. Number is that six. part of the tale? <laughs> uh, dossier. The dossier. Dossier source. Steel was a national security threat that was investigated in 2009 by the FBI with its connections to Russia. So in essence, the FBI was completely okay with using this guy's unverified dossier to try to to try to you know put Trump in the clay. So that's you know just something else the FBI just kind of glossed over. Uh, number five, another you one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> number one of my favorites. Uh, Number five, OG member Serge's uh, father responds very well to his latest cancer treatment. Oh, yeah. That's his, awesome. his prognosis is very good for the Serge, so I'm very happy to see that. Is the Mexican running down this freeway? Yeah. No, no. Uh, did you know yeah. Donald Trump is an oversized leprechaun? Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> everybody a pot of gold. There you that's, go. That's, oh, so awesome. you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, oh. President, President Trump approval rate at 52%, the 10th straight day of him being over 50%, which is, which is awesome. Number okay. three, and this is, uh, you've got all kinds of different uh, news agencies reporting this. Amy Coney Barrett likely to be nominated. Well, it, you can take likely out to be nominated for the next Supreme Court justice. That's number three. Number two, Cocaine Mitch has the votes to confirm the next Supreme Court justice, uh, moving the court to a six-three conservative majority. So I, I think that's fantastic. Um, and you know, I, I just I just Co- love oh, Khan. Yes. Oh, cocaine Mitch, he's a leprechaun over here too. Is it the same cocaine Mitch? That that motherfucker, he's he's crazy. He's a crazy man. We have to we have to put him in his own cell because he's crazy on the cocaine. Who's Anyways, that? carry on. Dilly dilly right. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, Donald J. Trump is still your president. Alrighty. Thank you for the MAGA report there, Camicon. Uh, you going to stick around and we want to talk about fight picks? Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, Blarney. Yeah, are you into MMA? <laughs> Mr. Blarney. Yes. Blarney. I guess Marty, who my Blarney. favorite fighter is <laughs> Conor McGregor. Uh, Diego Sanchez. Fucking Conor McGregor. You know when he heard... Yeah. You know when he heard his tongue, Sa- he said, Connor it's Sanchez. only a tongue. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> I can hear you. you you're, just, you're just confusing us. I figured for sure it'd be Diego Sanchez. Yep. Who, who's, oh, by the way, I Irish. Like little known fact. <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to stick around and talk MMA with us? Hello? You gotta think about it. Are you kidding me right now? No. My mind is blown. <laughs> My mind is blown. Are you serious? Uh, I'm right here. Now you're sounding a little Arabic, actually. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, uh, we normally go over the uh, Saturday night fight picks on Friday. How do you like me, picture? I'm a very handsome leprechaun, you got to say. I don't see a picture at all, actually. It's all it's blank. <laughs> No picture at all. No, no, I'm not kidding. I can't see it. It may, I don't. It doesn't show anything. It just just shows a broken uh, picture link. It just just yeah. shows a leprechaun. Oh, I don't even see that. Blarney, no, I'm confused. I can't see what the rest of it says. <laughs> kill a carny, kill Arnie. All right. Anyways, let's get started on the fight picks. Um, I'll start us off, and as always, I'm going to fuck up these people's names. Uh, the the starting match for tomorrow night is going to be Claudius Imbra Igra move no uh uh-uh, uh versus Danilo Marquez. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Danilo just because he's. Uh, I mean, these guys don't have a lot of fights. The uh, Mark Danilo is nine and two, and Caddis is eight and three, so they got a pretty even record. Um. But it looks like uh, Caddis's fights were at least against, wow, 
Caddis has three UFC fights and he lost all fucking three of them. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Danilo. Uh, how about you there, Cammy? I'm going to go with Ibragamov. All right. I, I have a feeling he's going to, and he's going to do just a unanimous decision. Okay. Against Danilo Marquez. Blarney, you got an opinion on that? Oh, <laughs> I got bad news, Blarney. I've got real fucking bad news. Elmo, are you here to help us pick uh, pick fights? <laughs> Hi, passive. Hi, passive Jake. Hi, Elmo. How are you today? I'm doing awesome today, passive Jake. I finally got my ten dollars yesterday. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you worked that out. I mean, you know, uh, what are you gonna spend it on? I don't know yet. I thought I was going to just spend it on lube for my hemorrhoids, but I think I might find something else. Oh, yeah? Like what? I'm not sure. But anyway, I called in for the MMA fights. Oh, awesome. You can help us pick fights? And All I, right. And That's also awesome. to annoy that Irish guy. Oh, to annoy that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Cammy, uh, uh, you want to uh, do the next uh, set? Yeah, so... So I'm going with uh, El Guapo, Juan Espino. Okay, who's that? Um, Juan Espino. That's his name, Juan Espino. Okay. Yeah, Juan Espino against Jeff Hughes. Okay. I'm going to take uh, Juan Espino in the first round submission. You know what? Uh, he's, his nickname is El Guapo. So, El Guapo. So I kind of have to take him. So I, I've, got, you know, I've got no choice in the matter, so I hope he wins. Uh, how about you, Elmo? Blarney, either you want to make a fight pick? I'm going, I'm going for Jeff Hughes. I noticed that in the two preliminary fights, the UFC has decided to put two guys with less facial hair against two guys with more facial hair. Oh, maybe that's how they're doing their matchmaking nowadays. That's interesting. I had not noticed that. I normally pick the guy with the most tattoos. <laughs> you know what? You can't go wrong, really, because tattoos add to your fighting spirit. So that's a sensible fight picking right there. Oh, let's see. Next up, we've got Alexa Calmer versus William Knight. Uh, first off, I'm just going to go with William Knight for several reasons. Uh, one, because I appreciate the fact that I can say his name. Uh, two, he's got ridiculous fucking six-pack abs in this uh, in this picture I'm looking at right here. And three, um, I don't have a three, but we're going to go with William Knight. How about you, Cammy? I'm going to agree. I'm going to go William Knight with the first round t- uh, first round tail. All right, Elmo. I'm also going with William Knight because Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, uh, I guess uh, that'd be the end of me on the next one. The next fight is uh, but, no, no, that's you. Actually, go ahead, right, yeah, sir. Yeah. So the yeah. next fight is uh, Shane Young versus Ludovic Klein. Um, I'm going to go with uh, uh, unanimous decision, Ludovic Klein. He's the favorite uh, on the sports book, so. Might as well. I don't, don't know much about either fighter, but I'm going to take him anyway. Hmm. I'm going to go with Shane Young, um, despite having a nickname Sugar, because after a certain point, some nicknames should just be retired and you just don't use them anymore. Uh, you know, uh, Sugar was great if you're like a 70s boxer. Nowadays, just let it go, man. That nickname has time has passed. So many people use it. Uh, but I'm going to go with him anyways, just because uh, he, it looks like he's um has more fights in the UFC and his last two fights were a win as opposed to Klein whose last fight was a loss. Um Elmo, how about you? I'm gonna go with Klein because he has more facial hair. Oh let's just hope these uh pictures are up to date, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah next up is Jake oh, Matthews. Yeah, I know. Imagine that he comes in, they shaved all his head, his entire head. He's got, you know, like the cue ball thing going on. That totally throw off all your picks. Then we fall back on tattoos. It's not that difficult, Jay. Oh, good point. Good point. It's scientific, Next. and science is everything. That's right. That's the best thing about science is it's it's true whether you like it or not. Uh, next up, we have Jack Matthews versus Diego Sanchez. Um, which would be the Celtic Kid versus the Nightmare. So there's two people with the nickname of the Nightmare on this uh, um, card already because William Knight uses the same thing. Uh, so I'll get confusing. Uh, Diego Sanchez has fought everybody in the world uh, and and lost brain matter in almost every fight he's ever been in. Uh, 
He has a record of 30 and 12 uh, versus the Celtic kid who is 16 and four. So, um, God, I want to pick Sanchez. I really do, but I just can't. I can't pick him anymore. Um, his last his last fight is a win, obviously, but Jesus Christ. Actually, he's won his last three out of four when it comes right down to it. Uh, his only uh, loss since 2018 has been to Mike Chizia, or however you say that dude's name. Um, God. Fuck. No, I'm going to pick Jake Matthews. I just don't have any confidence in Diego anymore. Um, Jake. How about... Mm, Jake Matthews. It's Mike Chiesa. Get it right, because of Jay. You're really bad at names. My name is Blarney Kelekalarni. Can you say that? No. <laughs> Blarney Kelekalarni? Direct from, direct from Tijuana, Ireland. <laughs> Tijuana, Ireland. Maybe, maybe he's a leprechaun that likes tequila. You don't know that. You know, who knows? Oh, anyways, go ahead, Cammy. Uh, Jim Matthews is the, the biggest favorite on the card. He's uh, minus 800. Wow. So I'm taking uh, Jake Matthews at a second-round KO of uh, Diego oh. the Nightmare Sanchez. All righty. How about you, Elmo? Elmo can't stand Diego Sanchez. I've hated him for years. It should change his name to Douchebag. So I always <laughs> vote for anybody who's fighting Diego Sanchez. All right. Well, that's a clear path to your betting picks. Uh, Blarney, you're more than welcome to throw your opinion in on any of these. Nope. Alrighty. Uh, who we got next there, Cammy? Uh, so we got uh, Alex Da Silva and Brad Riddle. I'm gonna take. Oh, can uh, I choose? I choose Diego Sanchez if he's truly Irish. Was that a joke or what? I know he's Mexican, oh. but is he half Irish? <laughs> he might be. Actually, I don't. I don't know. I've never checked out his family. Only the douchebag part. <laughs> <laughs> then Ouch. I choose Diego. Sanchez. Diddly dee, diddly dee. Mute, mute. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Gary. Sorry about that. So uh, I'm going to take Brad Riddle, the Brad the Quake Riddle, mm-hmm. um, Quake Riddle, in the uh, unanimous decision. All right. I think I'm going to pick uh, Alex Da Silva just because Brad Riddle really should have a nickname having something to do with his last name. You really shouldn't waste the last name like Riddle. You know, um, I'd have to sit down and think about it, but if you give me 10 minutes, I'm sure I can come up with a really awesome, cool nickname that has something to do with his last name. Because Quake just sounds like he played a lot of video games back in the 90s. Um, So I am going to go with Alex Da Silva. How about you, Elmo? Of course, Brad Riddle. He's got more facial hair. Oh, there you go. Awesome. All right, let's see. And Um, 8 plus 1 makes 9. It does, Elmo. Very good. All right, next up we've got Hakeem, the voodoo? the voodoo? Really? Is that how you say it? The, the Voodoo? That's a fucking awesome name. Hakeem the Voodoo. Versus, uh, wow. Uh, Zabara Tughugoff? Tughugoff? All right. Well, regardless, I'm going with Hakeem the Voodoo just because that's a really fucking awesome name. Oh, and his nickname's Mean. Mean Hakeem the Voodoo. Oh, dude, this is my new favorite fighter. Okay, definitely Hakeem. How about you, Cam? Hakeem, Hakeem Voodoo the Voodoo would have been great. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the, the Voodoo the Voodoo. <laughs> voodoo been, that uh, you do do. Unanimous decision. All right. How about you, Elmo? I'm going to go with Hakeem because the tug of, tugging off sounds like what? Blarney does in the back of his van. <laughs> it might be. Blarney, you can throw your opinion on any of these. I don't hit you up for everyone because I know you're uh, do, busy doing leprechaun stuff, but chime in whenever you like. Let's see. Well, I guess your next cameo. What's who we got? Who do we have? We've got uh, Ketlin Vieira and Sahara Eubanks, otherwise known as Sarge. Um, I won actually. I, I bet Sarge at a ten to one underdog when she beat the the last Aldana or the uh, Avila chick. Yeah. Um, and I can't go with her this time, even though she's she's about a two two and a half to one underdog. I have to go with Vieira in this one. Unanimous decision. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. Although I'll still probably throw a little money at her on the betting, but I don't believe I'll be picking her for the fight pick. Um, wow. She, dude, she, she's going to uh, have two fights in one month because she's already fought yeah. in September. So that's pretty impressive, uh, if nothing else. But yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Ketlin Vieira chick. Uh, how, how about you, Elmo? 
Neither one of these guys have very much facial hair. No, no, they don't. That's because they're girls. I'm going to go with the one called Sarge. There you go. That's right. Uh, next up, we have uh, Kerry Kawa France versus Brandon Royval. Um, both of them have stupid nicknames. Uh, Mr. France's nickname is Don't Blink. Uh, and Brandon Royval's name is Raw Dog. Which which sounds like a sexual activity, not a not a not a proper nickname at all. <laughs> so, uh, both of them have sucky ass nicknames. Uh, let's see, let's look and see who they fought. Uh, you know, uh, they're pretty. This is a pretty me even matchup. I they I've got Royal listed as an underdog here, but looking at who they fought, it's you know it doesn't look like that much of an underdog to me. Uh, I think I'm actually going to go with uh, the underdog, Brandon Royal. Uh, how about you, Cammy? I'm going to go Kai Car France in the second round KO. I mean, although Brandon Royal looks like he just beat Tim Elliott in his last fight. I mean, that's yeah, that's a oh, pretty the, pretty solid win. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was surprised that he's that he's considered an underdog. Uh, it was it was his only fight in 2020. His fight before that was an entire year ago in May of 2019, and then November of 2018. So yeah, so he's had a pretty long break in between those two fights. Uh, so um, maybe that might have something to do with it. I mean, he's had a fight already come back to get rid of the ring rust, but I don't know, maybe. How about you, Elmo? I'm going to go with Royval because it sounds like royal, and royal is like kings and queens, and they're always important. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They are. All righty. Uh, who, who do we got next, Cammy? So we got Dominic Reyes against uh, Jan Blakovich. Blakovich, I think. Blakovich. I'm going. Uh, you guys don't know how to say names. It's Jan Blavojevic. What the hell is wrong with you? Jesus Christ. It's Blavni Kilakalani. It's Jan Blavojevic. Get it right. You're never going to be John Anik if you fucking do that. Anyways. Can- <laughs> so I'm, I'm going Dominic Reyes in a five round unanimous decision. All right, that's a good good choice. Um, looking at their wins and losses, it's crazy to look at uh, Dominic Reyes, and he's actually coming off of a loss. For it's it's kind of weird that he's getting a title fight from this. Of course, his loss was to the guy that held the title, um, and he has three wins before that. Um, wait a minute, Reyes's win before his last win before his uh, loss to John Jones was uh, Weedman. So he was fighting at middleweight and just moved up from middleweight to a he- light heavyweight and got John Jones with no fights in between. That doesn't seem right, doesn't it? You think you get have to fight at least a couple times at light heavyweight uh, to get the champ, uh, not your first fight in moving up Can to middleweight. Can I make me but, pick? Can I yeah. make me pick? Oh yeah, go ahead, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking Reyes too, by the way. Pick. The fucking, the man of the hour, Dominic Dominic Reyes, Dominic Reyes, look, he won John Jones, he won John Jones in my opinion, he's the champion for me, so I hope he beats the living fuck out of Oh, you're breaking up real bad, man. <laughs> All right. I think you're actually hiding in the pot of gold. That's how, that's how bad your uh, signal is right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about you, Elmo? Who do you got? I'm still confused about what the hell just happened. <laughs> I think our, our resident leprechaun sounds, uh, lost the signal. Like a Cylon trying to attack the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got, Omo? I'm going with Jan Blackshawichovizovizovizovitz. I actually got correct. Oh <laughs> Only because he's managed to use the most letters in the alphabet. Uh, for the <laughs> okay, he does use quite a few of them, doesn't he? <laughs> All right, and that brings us up to our main event, uh, which is Israel uh, Adesani, I think, or something like that. I think versus Paulio Costa. Um, this is an interesting fight because 
up until last uh, his last fight, I thought Israel was uh, pretty much unstoppable. Uh, but watching him fight uh, Yael Romero was very disappointing, and it basically gave people a blueprint uh, on how to at least kind of beat him, to, or to neutralize some of his best stuff. Um, and, and it worked both ways. It was a really boring fight either way. Uh, I don't think Paulio Costa is going to do that. I think he's going to come forward and just keep on attacking, uh, which is exactly what Israel would like him to do, cause, since he's mostly a counterpuncher. So I think this is actually going to be a fairly easy fight for Israel. That's who I'm picking. How about you, Cammy? I'm with you. I've got a uh, fourth round KO by uh, the style bender. Yeah, yeah, yep. How about you there, uh, Elmo? For the one first time and only time, I'm gonna have to agree with Blarney. Uh, he hasn't made a pick. You yet. can't pronounce names to save your ass. Oh. <laughs> that guy's name is Paolo, not Polio. <laughs> That's what I said, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was pretty close, right? Wait, wait, wait. I heard that too. He said Palio. He, he said Palio Costa. What the fuck? <laughs> Can I yeah, make my you, pick? Yeah, before, before I go on the main pick. Yeah, who you got? <laughs> Palio Costa. Okay. Even though I like Palio Costa, even though I like uh, Palio Costa, diddly day, diddly day, because he looks like a Latino. Uh, Superman or Ricky Ricardo on steroids? Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna pick with Israel Alessania. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a pretty safe pick. Um, well, cool. There you go. There's our MMA picks uh, for tomorrow night. Uh, keep in mind, I'm probably gonna change most of mine when I actually do some research tomorrow and make my picks for the uh, um, MMA site rather than going on people's nicknames. Um, any of you who are listening, you're more than welcome to join our MMA league. This is our first event of the season, so now's a good time to get in. Um, Bye, Elmo. He left without saying goodbye. Um, so uh, if any of you are interested, just go on over to the OG, um, find our thread. It's going to be the Other Ground Live uh, at 6 o'clock thread. You'll easy to search and find it. And post what your username is, and we'll give you an invite. Uh, if you suck really bad, we might kick you out, though. <laughs> because as it turns out, we get in, in addition to your individual uh, ratings, they also rate you as a group against other groups. So we don't want to suck too bad. All right, Cammy, can you got anything you want to cover tonight? Uh, no, how about really you? Just, how about you, Blarney? You got anything you want me to bring up, or are we just going to talk about uh, topics for the next 10 minutes or so? Yeah, go right, ahead. Well, that's what we'll do. Diddly 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 diddly. What's in the news, Passive J? All right. All right. Well, apparently... Leprechaun news. Okay, go ahead. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is leprechaun related or not. But uh, apparently, space bubbles ease New York restaurant troubles. Uh, space bubbles are frothing up business at a New York bistro, offering fresh air and safe capsules on sidewalks for customers on guard against the coronavirus. Uh, the plastic tents, which take a minute to set up and take down, have become an attraction at Cafe de Soleil on Manhattan's Upper West Side, especially as the weather gets colder and wetter in the fall. Um, let's see. Is, this, is it just a plastic tent and there's no like kind of heating or like, circulation or anything like that? Uh uh, apparently the city will allow restaurants to use certain heaters and enclosed tents, uh, which is fucking hilarious. Cause you know what, if you're going to be in an enclosed tent, uh, with a heater, you might as well be fucking inside. <laughs> we're this is something that we're doing at my, at my country club. Um, they have a tent out there, but they have the sides open and they have heaters out there, which are only semi-effective because it's wide open. So unless you're really close to the heater, you're probably not getting that warm, but, at least here at our, where I am, people still don't want to eat inside. It's been it's been nice out this uh, so far weather wise, but it's going to turn pretty quick, and none of them have any intention to come inside at the moment, despite the fact that we've paid a shitload of money for new filter right, filter systems uh, for the building. Um, how about you guys? Would you consider going out to eat in a restaurant nowadays? Is that or are you guys too concerned about the coronavirus thing? No, no, I'm I'm perfectly fine, mass free, and everything else. I mean, I'm in Washington, so. Any restaurant you go into, you have to wear it in. But once you sit down, you can take it off. I don't know how that works. Right, but, right. Uh, well, I get. They, I guess. I guess for that, it's like the to protect people as you're passing them by. And then once you're at your uh, um, table, you know you're not in risk of infecting anybody because you got the social distancing. Well, hello there, Uncle Vinny. How you doing today? Going passive, J. It's going excellent. What can I do for you today, sir? Hey, you know I don't have any problem going to restaurants myself, man. I'm going out all the time, and I. It's, 
Last night, for instance, I took one of the guys. Uh, we went out to a titty bar. Oh, cool. How's that working with the whole entire COVID yeah, was, thing? Yeah, you know what? It's not too bad, but, you know, it, there's some weird shit about that, Jay. You know what I mean? I got a whole story about it, but I don't know if you got time for that. Oh, sure. We got at least 10 minutes. Go for it, sir. Yeah, okay, so so last night I take this buddy, Sal of mine. We're going to go out to the local titty bar, right? Local gentleman's club for a little bit of eye candy, a few drinks, right? Huh? Right? Yeah. So for some reason, though, like the local talent, it's been going on like a downward trend for the last year or so, right? But, you know, slut watching is slut watching. So, you know, we fucking take off and we go, right? All right. Now we get out there. My buddy, Sal, he's never actually been to a fucking titty bar before, right? He's like 30. He's like the 30 year old virgin, right? So he's never been to a titty bar before. I'm going to take him out. Somewhere. I'm going to show him a good time. So we go out, right? And we've got a place just like a $10 cover card charge because they got a buffet, right? So uh, it's always good when you got free chow and boobies at a titty bar, right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Jay? You've been uh, there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, we pay the price and we go in, right? Typical strip club type of place, right? It's dark. It's got the dim colored lights and the scantily clad bitches walking around serving drinks and shit. Young ladies dressed up like hookers from one of those HBO specials. And I'm watching, and they got this music is just thumping, right? And the cheesy-ass GAs introducing the next dancers like Nevada or Austin or Dallas or some equally stupid cunt-named city. And then after that, we're on our way to our seats, right? And we pass by the buffet. And, of course, I'm not going to waste a lot of energy. And I decided to grab a whole shitload of plants, plant on my plate you know, before I get to my table. And I'm looking at them. I got, you know, I got the fucking shrimp, and I got the steak, and the chicken strips, and pasta, I'm not sure why they always have pasta. Why do they have pasta, Jay? I don't know. Maybe they think you need to load up on carbs. Kamikaze, you got an idea. Why does why does strip bar? They always got pasta. That's weird. Anyways, it's I'm cheap. always so I snatch it's, up a pile cheap. of shrimp. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Because it's only a ten dollar cover charge, and I got steak and shrimp, yeah. right? So I get I snatch up a pile of shrimp. <laughs> get it? Just snatching up shrimp. Anyway, <laughs> so I snatch up a pile of shrimp, right? And I put that shit on the. I grab a couple of them kind of grayish-looking steaks because I'm pretty sure they were, like, boiled or some shit. I don't know. But I throw them on the plate, a couple of chicken strips, some honey mustard sauce, man, and I'm off to the table, right? I'm ready to get entertained here. So I get on over to the table, right? I'm walking across here. My feet kind of sticking to the floor. I don't know what that's all about. But I get over to the table, and Sal has already placed a drink order for us, right? And there's already two fine, upstanding young ladies sitting at the table trying to wrangle drinks and table dances out of it. Right. And poor Sal, he don't know what's going on. He thinks these chicks might actually fucking love him. I got to let him know. So it's not the fucking deal, Sal. They just want your money. Right. So I have a seat and, I, and one of them moves over next to me. And then she's like, you know, uh, you know, is it just it, you know, is it just me or do all these fucking titty bar chicks wear the same perfume? Um, you haven't noticed they all smell alike. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a standard issue or something like that. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, maybe they're trying to mask the smell of the shrimp or something. But so anyways, I get ready to dig in and then it hits me, right? This shrimp smells funny. Or maybe it was Roxy, the chick that was sitting next to me. I don't know. But anyway, I'm smelling a little too much seafood. I decided I'm just going to skip it, go straight on to the steak. It's it's overcooked, but you know what the fuck? Anyways, this is not a restaurant review, right? There's a story about going to a titty bar. So here I am at a fucking titty bar and I'm watching them. Anyways, I'm talking to Roxy. And she's telling me how she's in college, right? Because they're all in fucking college. And this is, she's trying to help put her way through school so she can get a degree. And so, of course, being an interested person, I inquire as to what she will be getting a degree in. And she tells me cosmetology. What the fuck cosmetology? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Anyways. So we're chatting about this shit. And Sal, he's getting a table dance from this leggy blonde right next to us. And I'm checking out the action out of the corner of my eye. And I'm trying to be too fucking pervy, right? And uh, so, I mean, but here's a tip for you. Here's one thing you should know. When you go to a titty bar, take it from Uncle Vinny here, okay? You go to a titty bar, you always want to find the table with the most Asians. Why is that? Because the Asians, oh, man, because the Asians are going to buy titty dances all fucking night long. It's like when you go to the casino, right? The Asians are gambling their fucking asses off. Those guys will bet on where a raindrop will fall, okay? So they're going to go to Titty Bar. They're going to buy all the fucking – so you just sit next to them, and then you're, like, getting a contact high off of the fucking titty dancers dancing for them. You get to see everything. You just don't have to fucking come up the money, right? So oh. you could just mark that down. You'll thank me later. I got you, I got you covered here. 
Uncle Vinny's looking out for you. Anyway, so I'm checking out the talent that's walking around. You got something to say? I think, is Shut it March up. yet? Is, so, this, is this springtime? This story is so fucking long. I think it's... <laughs> I think it's March. It's a good fucking story. It's better than your Irish accent, you fucking mook. So, while checking out the talent walking around the room, I notice that the stage has a fucking ramp built next to it. A ramp on the stage at the fucking titty bar. Huh, why would so that I be? So I look over at Roxy and I'm like, I'm like, uh, hey, Roxy, what's up with the fucking ramp? You know, evil cunt and evil gonna jump over that motherfucker. Hey, it's fucking jump over about a dozen triple Ds or some shit, right? And I'm yeah. laughing and she's laughing because it's funny. And uh, she says, uh, it's just no. Um, actually, that's, uh, that's there to comply with the Americans with Disabilities Act. So that the stage oh. could be wheelchair accessible. Oh. What the fuck? I was like, yeah, right? Wheelchair accessible? Are you fucking shitting me? And no, she tells me, she tells me it's the law. And I say, sure, because handicapped people are just beating down the fucking door to become titty dancers, right? And she seems <laughs> a little pissed off at that remark. But anyway, she goes, we're exotic dancers and they are handicapped and not handicapped. And I'm like, whatever, social justice, Jesus, whatever. <laughs> now, Anyways, right? You know, I'm like, whatever. Right? My my toilet plunge is a fecal waste flow control device here. Okay, handy, capable, handicapped. Either way, I don't see them lined up to be exotic dances, baby. And she goes, well, you just stick around. Wanda's gonna be out soon. And I'm like, who the fuck is Wanda? And she goes, you. So Roxy gets up and she leaves because, of course, I'm not paying for any fucking dances from her, and she got to make her money to put herself through cosmetology school. And she's off, and she's like, you know. She leaves, and suddenly my shrimp starts smelling better, so I guess that's okay. Anyways, we watch a few girls make their rounds, and then Stan gets another table dance and tips a few more of the dancers from the stage, and we're bullshitting, right? ESPN is on one of the big screens back there in the back playing some fucking bullshit uh, uh, cornhole championships or some shit. And then you got this cheesy DJ comes on, right? And the lights go down. And the cheesy DJ comes on spotlight, goes right onto the fucking stage. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for wild, wild Wanda. And I'm like, I'm psyched now, right? My body's ready, Jay. I'm ready for this shit because it's like they're making a big show out of this. And so I'm waiting here. Where's Wanda? Where's Wanda? Where's Wanda? Where's Wanda? And then at this point, right over the speakers, Stephen Wolf comes on, right? And I can hear, get your motor running, head out on the highway, and I'm fucking, I'm jamming, man. My, my fucking dick's getting hard. I'm waiting for this shit. This is so fucking awesome. And out from the side, from the fucking dressing room, comes this fucking double amputee, two legs, cut off at the fucking knees in an electric wheelchair, hauls ass right up the fucking ramp. Right? Straight up onto the fucking stage. Spins that fucking chair around in the middle. I literally spit my fucking drink out on the table. I'm telling you. I look over at fucking Sal. His mouth is just fucking hanging open. And I'm looking. I'm, I'm like, holy shit. And so I, I, I look, I've seen midget porn. Okay? I've seen crazy shit in my life I'm not proud of. I've seen, I've seen that. But I never. Yeah, yeah. You just fuck you anyway. So anyways, I'm looking, right? And and I've even seen like, you know, a woman fucking a horse or something, but I never seen nothing like this before. So Wanda rolls around the stage in a fucking circle a couple of times, drives towards the end of the stage real fast. So it looks like she's about to go shooting right over the edge and be launched into the fucking crowd like a human football ball with tits, right? But right at the last minute, she fucking throws that shit in reverse, spins around, right? Right in the middle of it. And I'm like, holy shit, it's like Rockford Files in here, which is a very old fucking TV show for some reason. Anyways, I got to hand it to her, right? This little legless bitch could drive the shit out of this car, right? And so anyways... It's like from watching the Fast and Furious, except for it didn't have the fart can muffler and a big ass fucking spoiler on it. Now, <laughs> at this point, I'm both intrigued and shocked and fucking a little impressed. And she's handy capable. I'm going to say it right. What can she dance? So believe it or not, this is where it gets fucking weird. Oh, just the now, normal routine at this place 
is that the dancers, you know, they come out, they do that one song, they're dressed, and, you know, that's the tease part, and then the next song they come out and they start stripping and doing all that kind of shit, right? So the first song gets over with, and the next song starts up. It's like Private Dancer, which, what the fuck, anyway? But anyways, she's playing Private Dancer. One slides out of this fucking chair onto the stage, goes into a handstand, right, which causes a little plaid schoolgirl dress thing that she's wearing to flop down and exposes her thong. She walks to the center of the stage on her fucking hands, Jay, on her hands. God is my fucking witness. On her hands and begins to roll around, typical stripper ghoul style shit that they teach him there. She's dry humping the stage. She rolls over on her back. And at this point, I'm thinking, no, please don't do that. Please, please don't fucking do that. But she does, right? She does that stripper stand standard, prop herself up on her elbows and spreads her stumps. <laughs> and just when I think I'm about to puke, she does this rollover backwards onto all fours, right? With her ass pointed at the crowd, reaches back, bam, slaps her own ass. I'm like, this is fucking insane right here. And at this point, Sal, who up until now had thought of as a normal guy, right? He starts yelling, oh, yeah, shake that thing, baby. Smack it. Woo-hoo. And I'm thinking, this guy's fucking gone. He's over the edge, right? He's fucking done. And so this behavior continues until I smack him in the back of the head. Wanda's now taken off her top to reveal a huge set of very nice fake tits, which then made me wonder, wait a minute, if you got all this money for fake tits, why didn't you buy some goddamn new legs, Lieutenant Dan? And then you wouldn't have to be <laughs> rolling around a fucking wheelchair all the time. But anyways, she goes out. Stan leaves me standing behind, right? He runs over there to the stage. He's got a $5 bill in his mouth to tip her. Wanda walks over on her hands, then sits down, grabs his waist, and starts with her stumps, right, and grabs his collar, pulls him down, takes the five bucks out of him, gives him a kiss, stands just fucking going crazy. I think he cummed himself right there at the fucking stage, right? He's standing here kissing a half-naked legless stripper, and this image is going to be stuck in my fucking head forever, right? Then after the kiss, she rolls back into a handstand, right? I'm thinking, was she like a gymnast before some tragic car accident or something? Anyway, <laughs> she goes over there into the stage. She pulls herself. She goes back to the pole, falls back against it, grabs it between her stumps and pulls herself up off the floor, Jay. Pulls herself off Have the floor ever? with two little fucking nubby legs. <laughs> now she's holding on to the Have fucking pole with one hand. And then it's stump, and she's got her stumps on it. She leans back, right, rubs her big fake tits, and then it hits me. This is fucking crazy, right? This this bitch should be in the circus instead of out here on the fucking stripper stage. Anyway, she climbs down, she climbs the pole, hangs off of it by her stumps. And I can only imagine the kind of serious pinching power you gotta have to just squeeze those little stumps together and keep you up on that pole, right? Because I couldn't <laughs> do that. I got two fucking good legs. This and then, is only part she, one, people. This- part two coming. <laughs> You're coming right now. So, you see that she's pinching, right? She's pinching the pole, and the high, hot lights and shit probably made their little fucking thighs get sweaty, right? And so while she's hanging upside down on there, playing with her nipples and shit, I'm looking at Stan. He's got another $5 bill in his fucking mouth. He's got drool dripping down, right? Suddenly, her fucking grip slips, <sighs> right? And down she fucking comes. Down comes wild, wild Wanda. Bam! Wanda smashes right into the fucking wheelchair, which was double parked next to the pole. She hits that motherfucker. The impact knocks Wanda out cold, right? Sends her wheelchair into the fucking table near the stage where the fucking fat business guys are sitting right there at the very front where they always sit, spills their drinks all over them, dumps a plate of pasta in one guy's lap, right? The other strippers and the fucking doorman, they're running to the stage here to try to fucking help out Wanda. These two fucking businessmen are cussing. I'm laughing my ass off. Stan's just standing there with a fucking $5 bill hanging out of his mouth looking like, what the fuck just happened here? The paramedics get called in. The managers comp the fucking fat guys, right? Stan's heart's broken. I never got to finish my fucking shrimp. And for Wanda, I got no fucking clue. But keep an eye out because if you're in a fucking titty bar and you see a ramp, get ready for a show, brother. (laughs) that was quite impressive sir that was a great story um and on that note i think we're going to go ahead and end it tonight we are a little bit over which is fine there's no way i was going to interrupt that shit uh i want to thank comic-con i want to thank uncle Vinny. that was a great story uncle Vinny. that was really good um uh, i want to thank elmo for calling earlier uh i also want to thank blarney kalarney for uh, calling in as well uh, and anyone I missed uh, thank you guys for calling I want to thank all of you guys for listening can't do a show without you any of you guys got anything you want to impart before we get out of here 
I'm good, brother. All right. Anybody else? All right. All right. Well, let's I think I died. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm dead. Am I in heaven? <laughs> Is there a yeah, legless well. stripper there? <laughs> All right. And then, I on love that you, note, brother, but you got to learn how to edit. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, have to learn shit. how to stay in character. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. We'll be back uh, tomorrow at 6 o'clock. I hope to see you guys then. Uh, until then, I'm Passive J. You guys have yourself a great day. Later for you.